It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Throws, and yes! Touchdown, did he get it? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in and joining us on a Friday. We made it to Friday. It's the weekend. It's now here. It's a game day Friday. Yes, it is. It's also a game day Thursday <laughs> for some people. <laughs> uh, true. That's true. Uh, there was an NFL game last night. There was high school football last night. We'll recap some of those things that uh, took place. On the football field for both. Uh, it was also a pretty exciting day for Utah State Athletics with USU soccer and volleyball with some big wins. So yesterday was a pretty big day, and we'll see if that can continue through the weekend. So uh, today we're going to run down, like, basically, it, it's a preview Friday, really. Somewhat of a recap Friday from what happened last night, but there's a couple of Mountain West games on the schedule tonight. Uh, there's a bunch more on Saturday. Interesting NFL weekend lining up on Sunday. So uh, that's, and of course, if you want to weigh in, if you didn't get a chance to give us your prediction yesterday for the Utah State-UNLV matchup, or if you've taken some time to reconsider what you think might happen. Have you reconsidered your pick? The only reconsideration I've had is that I may have put too many points on for both teams. Yeah. Um, that would be the. I don't think that the outcome or the point differential will be much different, but how many points each team scores, I may have been a little too aggressive for both. But UNLV is a team that's put a fifty burger on the board twice this season, uh, and the Aggies struggled against FCS programs. So uh, I think USU finds its offense. I think they start to get things rolling again, but. I don't know if they were able to do enough to get the win. Yeah, I mean, we both had a pretty similar point differential. I think I had UNLV by four, like 27-23, I think was my prediction. And then you had 38-35, so yeah. four points and three points. Pretty similar point differential, but obviously you're a lot more optimistic about there being points scored yeah. on Saturday <laughs> than I am. My line's pretty pessimistic about getting into the end zone because, what, that's Utah State kicking like three field goals? And UNLV kicking, I think, two. So I, I'm predicting a lot of field goals to be kicked on Merlin Olsen Field. It could be. It could be how it plays out. Uh, it could be uh, you know a lot of uh, kickers get involved. So if you want to weigh in on that uh, or you know, what you saw last night with the high school level, the NFL, what we've got coming up this weekend with your predictions, full court press text line is open, 435 339 0321 to chime in and help us out um, in uh, things that you or that are on your mind that you're, that you're seeing coming up and how you think they might uh, play out. So feel free to weigh in on the full court press text line. Um, before we get too too far down the road, I, I saw this. I guess this came down yesterday, and I didn't I didn't really see it before our show too much. 
but we had the, the, the show just the other day talking about fan behavior. Well, did you hear the story about the University of Utah student? He, <laughs> yes. He basically, or she, excuse me, she, she basically threatened to detonate a nuclear reactor on the campus if the Utes lost to the San Diego State Aztecs. So, sorry, did I, did I cut you off before you were done? No, I mean, look, Utah was highly favored to win this game. And they won 35-7. to seven. I know it's probably just hyperbole, but those are things that you don't throw around <laughs> randomly. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I can almost tell this is, you know, not a serious threat and that she couldn't have actually pulled it off because, for one, that's not how nuclear reactors work. They don't detonate. <laughs> they do not explode. That's not how it works. Like this whole thing about nuclear... Nuclear power plants don't detonate. They don't explode. They just let off radiation yeah. when they go horribly wrong, which has only happened like once. Ah. You she, can... she goes to social media and posts this. Yeah, that's it. If they, if they lose Saturday's game, I'm going to be detonating the nuclear reactor on campus. Yeah. There's no way she could have pulled that off. Because, again, they don't detonate. Yeah, the reactor itself doesn't detonate. Now, if she were to ex- blow up things around it, that could have been very yeah, catastrophic. Could, I guess you could detonate it by detonating something <laughs> next to it. That set it off. <sighs> She's but, booked into Salt Lake County Jail, making terroristic threats. She was released later Wednesday. Um, hopefully a little wiser now. Yeah, she's, police say that even though she intended it as a joke, here's what the uh, chief... Uh, Chief of Police said, he says, we have a zero-tolerance policy for these kinds of threats. As they should. As they should. Yeah, if you want to be dumb enough to make a terroristic threat, you can spend a night in the slammer, and I won't feel bad for you. <laughs> Just like I honestly think when people like Sprint on, you know, go streaking onto the field of professional games, they should spend like a month in jail. Just as a, not that that's, you know, punishment fitting the crime, but mostly just to stop doing it. It's got to send a message to not just the person who did it, but to anyone else who may contemplate yeah. doing it. It's like, make it so the... the uh, And again, I don't know if deterrence... There's there, there's scholarly studies on how little deterrence actually seems to work in the criminal justice system, but maybe I, let, let's try it. <laughs> well, I, I applaud those who in broadcasting who train the camera away Yeah, and... Sometimes you'll hear a commentator saying, oh, well, there's somebody on the field, so we're going to focus our attention over here, you know. It's like, oh, okay. But it, it's even better when they don't even acknowledge it. Yeah. And, like, the cameras are turned somewhere else. They're talking about whatever it was they were talking about. And say maybe there's a slight delay. They're working on it, whatever. We're back in action. You don't even acknowledge that somebody came onto the field. Yeah. Then, that's the best case scenario. To yeah, because then it's less likely to end up on social media because that's where, you know, with TV, you know, there's the you know, the source of motivation is you get a bunch of attention. That's really the, your, your only benefit is you get that shining moment of, oh, I'm on the field. Look at me. I'm running away from cops and whatnot. And there's people in the stands and there's nothing you can do about that. And they end up cheering the person on because crowds are sometimes idiots that way. Right. Yep. 
But then secondaries, you know, I'm on TV, but they're kind of getting that out of there. But then there's also social media, and that's is tricks. There's still motivation for them. Oh, I'm on social media. Yeah, I ran onto the field. Right. Yeah. Well, the, the broadcast crew may look away. There are thousands of cameras in in people's hands. Yeah. That uh, will not be, and will still post it. But but that's why I always love it when person who runs onto the field just gets absolutely decked like you know all oh crush like brian Erlacher flying tackle type thing <laughs> it's like oh i don't have a sternum anymore <laughs> especially the football players get down and they should they should authorize football players just tackle them yeah open season it's like see how you like it when uh, <laughs> when von miller lays you out <laughs> then you'll feel a little sympathy towards the quarterbacks in the nfl <laughs> so any aggie fans out there who may be feeling a bit distraught uh and Thinking about posting things about th- what they will do if Utah State loses, don't don't talk about blowing things up. Yeah, that's that's ah, come on now. He's built a brand new prison down Salt Lake or thereabouts, didn't they? Yes, they did. I don't know if that's the one you'll end up in. <laughs> you <laughs> oh. may not. It's probably not bad enough to end up there. Oh, but. goodness. Uh, so last night we had a high school football game and we had an NFL game. On the high school football front, it was the homecoming game for Green Canyon. They had Ridgeline in town. And uh, as we had talked, two teams uh, who two weeks ago played really well, the follow- they followed that up with really underwhelming performances. And so last night was an opportunity for one of those to really get back on track and try to improve their lot. And uh, it was it was a pretty uh, defensive battle back and forth. Uh, Ridgeline scored first, and Ridgeline scored last. Uh, there was some scoring in between, but in the end, you know, it was uh, Ridgeline being able to strike first, and then Ridgeline, after the game was tied, uh, closing the deal uh, in the fourth quarter. And um, you know, th- that Green Canyon defense came to play, but they continued to struggle getting points on offense, and in the end. Uh, Ridgeline was able to do just a little bit more and stay on top of uh, region standings. Well, I think the big thing for Green Canyon is that you know, Ridgeline jumped out to a 14-point lead. And then Green Canyon came back from that. That's something I probably wouldn't have expected much from Green Canyon. I was worried if they are going to put up points at all in this game. But they did. They tied the game midway through the third quarter. I believe it was a, a blocked kick. I don't have too many details. Unfortunately, I didn't get to watch the game. But... Um, you know, they tie the game. Ridgeline does end up scoring that final touchdown, but it's a good overall performance, I think, from Green Canyon as far as the scoreboard goes. Um, somewhat encouraging, where you got some offense going, and you are tight with the you know Ridgeline team that's probably gonna be one of the top two teams in the region. Maybe we'll see. It's it's seeming like Skyview and Ridgeline right now, but you know you you hung with Ridgeline, and I know for a, a season that's very much going to be a disappointment considering their preseason expectations. They can at least sort of hold their heads higher because they were in this game. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they were able to uh, create opportunities for themselves. They were able to score some points. Um, and uh, had, you know, that defense has been pretty consistent for them. But um, I think it also speaks volumes to Ridgeline. Here's a a team that's trotting out a true uh, freshman quarterback and has changed their offense in a way to 
you know, maximize what they can with what who they have and if, are still finding ways to win. After an embarrassing loss on their field at that homecoming and to uh, turn around and go on the road and get up, watch that go away, and uh, be on the ropes a little bit, then rebound and find a way to, to pull out the victory in the second half. Is anybody going to have a successful homecoming game? Because Ridgeline's <laughs> homecoming was spoiled, so it was Green Canyons. I mean, Logan has a chance. Their homecoming's tonight. Uh, I don't know about Bear River. Uh, I, I think is, it's their homecoming. Is tonight. This tonight, and they're they're posting Skyview. Yeah. So we might go for five on homecomings. I mean, it's it's, it's on the table. We could go two for three, but Skyview have their homecoming. Uh, I think Skyview has had their homecoming. Okay. Well, if it was last week, I guess then. Wait. Well, let's see. Mountain Crest and Skyview had theirs last week, and I believe Skyview had theirs the week before. I guess Mountain Crest won theirs. Okay, so they got one. And Skyview had theirs when they faced Logan? Uh, I think that's correct. On the uh, on the ninth? I think that's right. I think they had theirs on the ninth. So against Logan. maybe Mountain Crest might be the <laughs> Mountain Crest, only team that can win their homecoming game. <laughs> again, again, Logan certainly got a chance. Bear River again. We'll, we'll talk about uh, I guess the chances of these two teams to win. But if we go one for four on homecomings, that's just a little sad. Uh, that's rough. Uh, let's see. Going to our full court press text line nine three one five. Texting in. Darn the luck. No Eric or Jason streaking on the field at the game tomorrow. No, you will not see me streaking. <laughs> These text line already got on me for uh, I mentioned once back in 2012 I was part of the student section and they rushed the field after beating Utah and they're like oh you rushed the field I was like yes yes I did <laughs> yes of course as if that's something I wouldn't do if I were in the student section uh, 5338 texting in when are walk on tryouts for the Aggie football team signed Chad Powers <laughs> have you seen these little videos no, I don't e- think Eli so. Manning gets makeup on, like, like a bigger nose, big shaggy hair, and uh, shows up to do. Um, or, or is Chad Powers? Was that the? Um, was that Jimmer Fredette? I forget which one because he tried to do the same thing. <laughs> the better one is the Eli Manning, and I can't remember his name. He went by, but he was uh, trying to be like a walk-on quarterback at Penn State. It was pretty funny. And so BYU tried to do something similar with Jimmer Fredette, but it was really obvious that he was Jimmer Fredette. Yeah, it's hard to hard to hide his. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I think Jared Goff did something like that too. He went somewhere and and did something like that. Ray pretended he was a transfer or something. Huh. this is back when he was considered. I mean, of course, any quarterback in the NFL does that anywhere. He's gonna yeah look better than a college quarterback. <laughs> you'll, you'll turn some heads. Doesn't matter if you're like considered mediocre in the NFL. You were like an elite elite quarterback in college. <laughs> Uh, 9310, this broadcast brought to you by the Prison Industrial Complex. <laughs> <laughs> Three square meals a day. Yeah. By the way, speaking of walk-on tryouts, the one tryout I threw, I don't know, it wasn't really a tryout, it was uh, the women's basketball team here, they use uh, like a practice team they go against, they bring in male players. And so they brought out a, sent out a call for, hey, we're looking for, you know, Male players to fill out a practice team, and I was like, "This is my time to shine." <laughs> you did it. You tried no, it out. I did not. I did oh. not. I did not send in my. I don't know if that crosses the the lines of professionalism, considering my role in the media. Plus, 
I'm way too out of shape to do that right now. Maybe if I got into a bit more shape, I could at least get up and down the floor and give their post players some work because that's that's how I play. <laughs> give give them training back, trying to knock it back down by a 300-pound man. <laughs> so you get practice in post defense, but I, I've seen the guys they bring in for their practice squads, and they're they're better than I am, like a lot. Uh, well, that's yeah. You, you, when you get to that level and you watch their skill, it's like whoa, wow. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're much better. The, the women's team is much better than you think they are. Just, you, you don't just beat them just by beating being men. That's not how that works. I couldn't walk out there and just by being an okay male basketball player dominate them because they're better at basketball than I am. <laughs> Even if you account for you know physical differences, it doesn't help that much. No. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. If you want to weigh in, uh, so last night uh, it was Ridgeline beating Green Canyon, uh, twenty one to fourteen. So Ridgeline will likely still be the top rated team in RPI from uh, Region Eleven because they went from two to four. Not a big drop after they lost to Skyview last week. Uh, I don't know that they're necessarily going to move up a whole lot because. Um, Green Canyon has struggled this year, so yeah. it's not really a big quality win for them on their resume. But um, it'd more be if someone at two or three loses, kind of like Ridgeland did. Right, they might jump up a spot or two, depending on where the teams above them do. So there are two games going on tonight, and there are three ways to follow. <laughs> it's always fun. Um, so, well, actually, there's more more than just three ways to follow along, if I'm being honest. There's like four radio stations. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of radio stations. Two or three streams. So let's start out with the Bear River game. Skyview is at Bear River. Um, it, look, everybody's one and one until last night. Now Ridgeline is two and one. Uh, Green Canyon is one and two. But everybody else is still one and one in region play. So there's a lot still at play here for these teams to move up and, and further solidify their positions. So Skyview coming off of a big win uh, last week on the road at, at Ridgeline. They're going to be at Bear River, a team that um, uh, it, last week they uh, well last week they lost to Logan. No, they beat Logan. Oh, they beat Logan. Sorry, that was at Logan. Yeah, they, they won like, oh, it's 41. Oh, that's 41, right. It's 41, 41 20. 20. That's right. So they are uh, – because that's right, because Green Canyon – beat them first, and then they, the following week they got the victory. So Skyview and Bear River, two teams that scored a lot of points a week ago, had pretty good defensive performances. So interesting matchup between those two teams. We'll have that here on the fan. Uh, we'll have the coverage from Hurricane John Newbold and Rex Davis. They're going to be making the trip over to Garland to call the game. Uh, we'll also have that uh, that video streaming of their call on Cash Valley Daily. And uh, for those that are Bear River fans, you can listen to Clint Payne and Jardy Nesson on their call of the game on 104.9 The Ranch in Box Elder County. So multiple ways to follow that game with different perspectives. Not that one would be more biased than another because they're supposed to be objective in how they broadcast the games. But those are your options depending on the school that you really follow. Um, and so that's not the only, I believe it's homecoming for, for Bear River, but it's not the only homecoming game because the other one is in Logan tonight, Logan hosting Mountain Crest. 
on KVNU, 610 AM, 102.1 FM, also on 107.7 KLZX, and video streaming on CashValleyDaily.com with yours truly, Jason Walker yep. and Josh Anderson. That's me. So I actually really do have to be uh, unbiased and all that. You know, I go with the Logan bias or Logan leaning. Of course, I used to call. I've called a Mountain Crest football game before. You know, for Mountain Crest, and also did Mountain Crest basketball games for a season. So yes, you did. I've got some history with the Mustangs. Uh, so it'll be interesting to call this one, and um, hoping it's a good game. Be so some, be some festivities with the homecoming and all that. So Mountain Crest won last week. Yep. Um, Logan did not. But this is, uh, you know, they've had a lot of homecoming festivities this week at Logan. They haven't been able to get on their field much this season at all. But there's been a lot leading up to this one. Uh, this could be an interesting showdown where that Mountain Crest defense is the real deal. And if uh, their their offense isn't very explosive... But for for Logan, it's been a little bit up and down lately with what they can do both offensively and defensively. Yeah, they really struggled with Bear Rivers spread it out, four wide receivers, because it, it really took away their strength on the interior on the defense where most teams have not really been able to run it up the gut against Logan at all. They've had some success on the edges, but up the gut for the most part, no success. But when they spread out Logan's you know, defense... They really struggle to stop, you know, runs right up the middle. And when you can't stop runs up the middle, it opens up literally everything else. And so Barrier was able to do pretty much anything. Logan pretty much never stopped them outside of like a couple of, you know, almost fluke instances, it felt like. So it'll be interesting to see if Mountain Crest, I can't remember if they run a spread offense. I, I can't remember if, if Visser said that he was going to do that this season. Uh, that sounds, I think he said he is, he's, he's, um, attacking space and with a spread offense. I believe that yeah. is what they're trying to do. And if that's the case, I'd very much lean towards mountain crest this because Logan couldn't stop that against bear river. I think bear river's got a little more dynamic athletes. They have Jepson and, and Titan Jones. Um, you know, especially Jepson, he's a very talented quarterback, probably the best quarterback in the region. Um, as far as just overall athletic prowess, nobody in this region can really throw it very much. But he was able to do enough, and he was an athletic running quarterback, so they had a good, you know, duo there. And in spreading Logan out, they're able to do well. If Mountain Crest can do the same, um, then they'll have success. Like I said, I don't know if they have the same talent, but I mean, Bear River blew out Logan. You don't have to blow them out to win the game. So if Mountain Crest can get enough points by attacking that space, by attacking them through a spread offense, then you know, Mountain Crest will at least do well enough on offense. And their defense should be enough to shut down Logan. Though Logan's had some success moving the ball, it's the red zone that's the problem for them. Uh, 8003 with an interesting text. Logan is suffering from injuries so much that they could not field a JV team this week. Ooh, but that the injury bug has really hit a lot of these schools this year. Uh, I don't know that I remember a season where so many different schools have had so many injuries, to, especially to you know, key players. Uh, injuries happen every year. That's the unfortunate nature of the sport. But 
I don't know that I remember a, a season where so many schools have had so many key guys out with injuries. In particular on offense, we've had probably, you know, if you took the top 20 offensive players in this region, probably almost half of them have either missed time or are out for the season. Wow. So, and that's just a rough count. I'm just doing that kind of off the top of my head, but it's like you know, Green Canyon, Ridgeline, Skyview to some degree. Logan has done pretty well as far as their offensive players. Um, if there are, if there have been injuries, you know, I haven't noticed any. They'll probably mainly be on like the interior defensive line, maybe the offensive line. It seemed like they've had most of their guys stay healthy for the most part. But yeah, there's there's a lot of injuries rolling around. Eight zero zero three also observing that UNLV just flew into the Logan Airport, so their charter plane must have just uh, must have just shown up. Uh, all right, more texts coming through. We'll get to those. Uh, we want to talk about the Mountain West schedule because there's some games going on tonight. A renewal of an old rivalry and some other games throughout the the conference. Some top twenty five matchups that are going to be juicy over the weekend, and uh, go through the NFL schedule as well. It's all coming up. On the Full Court Press. The people have spoken. Steel-coated epoxy floors of Cache Valley has been voted gold medal winner for 2022 Best of Northern Utah for the second year in a row. Known for their extremely durable floor coating systems, they can completely transform your concrete. Garages and shops, porches and patios, they coat it all. With over 25 years of operation, Steel-coated epoxy floors is Cache Valley's premier coating professionals. Contact Steel-coated floors of Cache Valley today. Find them online at steelcoatedfloors.com. Back to school means back to massive laundry piles. Get a washer that can handle your busy laundry schedule. Head to Daryl's today for a great deal worth your time. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. We have a GE top load laundry pair with a 4.2 cubic foot capacity tub and a 7.2 cubic foot dryer for only 1107 for the pair. Hurry, stock is limited. See store for details. Daryl's Appliance Service and Sales West on Airport Road. Open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. Imagine your wedding day. Elegant, simple, yet stunning, stress-free. It's your day. It's all about you. Whether you're looking for small and simple or have a grander idea, the Riverwoods Conference Center will accommodate your every need. Choose the inside ballroom elegance or outside along the natural decor of the beautiful Logan River. A Riverwoods event planner will work personally with you to make sure your event is exactly how you've envisioned it. The Riverwoods Conference Center, where your happily ever after begins. Google Riverwoods Conference Center or call 750-515 one. Advanced Heating and AC, the two-time gold medal winner in Best of Northern Utah. They're teaming up with Carrier Heating and Cooling. Carrier provides you the best furnace units available, and now's the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns Cash Valley cold. Financing options are available. Turn to the experts at Advanced Heating and Carrier. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning 752-7272, or stop by their showroom west of DI, and online at advancedheating-ac.com. We're not comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air. Sunday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. Two of the league's all-time greats take center stage in week three as Tom Brady and the Buccaneers host Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Hi, this is Chris Carino. Join Brian Baldinger and me for all the action in Tampa. Can the Packers stack together consecutive wins or will Tampa Bay remain perfect? It's Rodgers versus Brady. It's the Packers and the Bucks. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Sunday afternoon, beginning at 1.30 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center are now located in Providence and Cache Valley's newest and most up-to-date medical clinic located at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan, just south of Cache Valley Hospital. The entire staff and Dr. Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state-of-the-art medical facility. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan. Go to CacheValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cache Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Whether it's holidays, back to school time, homecomings, whatever it is, it can be stressful. But you're worried about all that other stuff. But don't forget about your car. Valvoline Instant Oil Change across from Angie's will get you in and out quickly. 695 North Main in Logan. That's Valvoline Instant Oil Change. So a pair of homecomings tonight. Bear River and uh, Logan. Green Canyon had their homecoming last night. So uh, homecoming nights have not gone well. Mountain Crest, so far, the only team to pick up a victory on their homecoming night. And normally you like to, you know, win on your homecoming. Usually you schedule a cupcake team. That's usually what they do in college, I guess. And in a high school, you don't really have much of a choice your opponent a lot of the times. True. But it always felt like when I was at Davis, we always played one of the worst teams in the region on our homecoming. Like we'd play Clearfield or Roy or, you know. I don't know how well those teams are doing this year, but they were bad when I played. <laughs> I think Roy went down to 4A one year, actually. Because they were in 5A. I think they went down to 4A and were doing a little better down there. A couple of texts uh, come through uh, right before the break. Uh, 8798. Logan has canceled almost every JV game due to coaches' decisions. Can't build a program if he won't let the kids play. I think it has something to do with depth. I've you know I've talked with uh, Coach Bowen a little bit. Um, not as much the last couple of weeks, but early on, you know, there's you know they don't have a very big team. And one of the biggest you know indications of not having a big team is they have one varsity quarterback. They don't have a backup quarterback on their team. Not one that dresses. So maybe they've got one for JV. Like I said, they, they don't have a very deep team. It's I know a problem. over the last several years, Logan has struggled with uh, getting you know, the, the, the youth participation in their program, their pipeline. Um, and that's – I don't – I don't know. That's just. I don't think that's fair to put that all on Coach Bowen for that reason. Yeah. Well, again, they're they're working with diff, diff, different demographics in different parts of the valley, and so it can be tricky. The situations change, and sometimes some demographics don't, you know, participate in much as in football. It's just the way it is. Uh, so tonight we've got a couple of Mountain West Conference games on the schedule. One will be kicking off just as we get off the air at 6 o'clock on FS1, Nevada at Air Force. I've been seeing some things just this afternoon that Nevada has been very coy about talking about any injuries to their roster 
or players on their roster. But there has been a lot of rumor that there is a pretty significant number of Nevada players who are hurt and will not be able to play tonight against the Falcons, but the team's not announcing it until game time. Air Force favored by 24, and that may be generous. So even if Nevada was fully healthy, you'd probably have a 20-point <laughs> spread. That's probably true. Because um, that, that doesn't change my opinion of this game at all, the number of Nevada players that can be injured. Half the roster could be injured. It's like, all right, Air Force probably still winning this. Of course, I gave Air Force all 16 points against Wyoming, and they blew that one. Yeah, that's true. Granted, it was at Wyoming. It's a little different where it's at Air Force this time. So, you know, this probably won't be that interesting of a game, even though I think it's the only, uh, no, it's one of a couple interconference matchups this week. One of two. Yeah. Since Utah State's playing UNLV, that's the only other one. Right. Correct. Uh, There is another game tonight. It's a non-conference showdown. Boise State is at UTEP. 7 o'clock on CBS Sports Network. Boise State favored by 16. They've had their fair share of controversy with their quarterback situation. Um, and so it will be interesting to see how it plays out. Will it be Bachmeyer? Will it be Green? Um, and at what point you know, will it will the change be made? Or will uh, Bachmeyer be the guy that, that uh, is in there under center for the full game? UTEP's not that great. No, uh, they're I'm, one and three. Boise's favored by sixteen. How did UTEP get Boise State to come to UTEP? That's a really good question. <laughs> like I'm looking at this, like, wait a minute, at UTEP? How? <laughs> Not even Utah State would go to UTEP. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's a fair question. That's a really fair question. Yeah, it's. I don't know. You must have some pictures of an old athletic director or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know how that works. Excuse me, you're going to come to UTEP. Yes. Or the whole world will see this. <laughs> so, a uh, bunch of other games on Saturday. Uh, Toledo is at San Diego State. Aztecs quarterback is leaving the, the program. So, <laughs> talk about controversy at the quarterback position in this conference this year. That's a different kind of controversy. Yeah. When your quarterback's quitting the team. I don't know if he was the primary starter at the beginning. I want to say he was filling in for somebody. Uh, I don't quite remember. I've not been following San Diego State that closely. No. Toledo Just, is favored by three. Yeah, and honestly, this is an interesting matchup because, yeah, San Diego State's offense is just bad. I think Utah State's offense is bad. San Diego State's numbers are worse. Granted, they have two Power 5 opponents uh, on their schedule thus far, but still, really, really, really bad offense. Basically, no passing game to speak of. Can get the run game going. Uh, they did that in their one win of the season. And they'll probably get it going against Toledo, who doesn't have a great, doesn't seem to have a great defense. Although Toledo does have a shutout this season, so <laughs> this is possible. <laughs> but Toledo put up in their two wins, they put up like thirty-seven. They won thirty-seven to zero. They put up fifty-five points against. Uh, I didn't write down who they scored fifty-five against. It was some nobody college. And then they scored 21 against Ohio State. You know, they got blown out like 70-something to 21. But, you know, 21 points against Ohio State, not bad. But 55 on UMass. UMass. I guess that's not a nobody college. I mean, in football they are. So they beat Long Island and UMass. Yeah. So not exactly the most stellar 
football programs. But still, put up scoring those two teams ninety-two to ten. Yeah, so they they can put up some points, and San Diego State they cannot put up points. So it'll be interesting to see you know a convergence because obviously San Diego State's defense is better than most of what Toledo's seen, and you know maybe there'll be a convergence. That's why Toledo's only favored by three. But it'll be interesting if San Diego State can't get their offense going, then they could end up losing like you know thirty something to seven. Uh, game will be at 1.30 on FS1 for anybody around here may be interested in watching that one. Uh, yeah. Colorado State hosting Sacramento State. 0-3 Rams, 2-0 Sacramento State. Could there be another FCS upset in the Mountain West? It's been a bad year for that. And this, I could foresee there could be another one happening in this time in Fort Collins. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, Colorado State's just been bad. And when you're just bad, you can't assume competence, even against an FCS team. We've already made that mistake at Utah State, assuming competence enough to beat an FCS program just because they're FCS. So I cannot give any certainty that Colorado State will win at home against an FCS squad (laughs) because we've already seen it. And it happened in Nevada, too. Yeah, yeah. Nevada lost to an FCS. Nevada team. was favored. Were, were an underdog at home to a lower division school, like on the point spread. I'm pretty sure they were an underdog. Oh wow! Uh, the uh, New Mexico Lobos on the road at LSU, five thirty on ESPN Plus on SEC Network Plus. Uh, LSU is favored by thirty one and a half. They just got some news that they're going to be uh, uh, sanctioned for some recruiting violations in their football program. It won't really matter. <laughs> no. On Saturday for New Mexico. Yeah, that's only down there. Yeah, it's just a bad Mountain West team going up against mediocre Power 5. They get a big paycheck and come home. Yeah, basically. Uh, Hawaii is at New Mexico State. 6 o'clock uh, kickoff. And this is a battle of two really struggling programs. And New Mexico State, who hasn't won a game yet, is favored by four and a half. Yeah. Uh, this is the game they show in the prison. <laughs> this is all the, To all the streaking fans, they make them watch this game. Pillow fight matchup. Yeah. Two bottom ten teams playing each other. This, this is the game you watch because it's the only one you can get a signal for. Uh, now, later on, couple other games on the schedule on ESPN2 at 8.15. Number 19, BYU, hosting Wyoming. BYU's favored by 21.5 in this one. Yeah, well, we I, I was just going to say, I understand that there's some uh, a documentary that was put together. There, there was some controversy in the late 60s, a bunch of Wyoming players opted to not play in the game between uh, the Cowboys and the Cougars because of, uh, you know, blacks couldn't have the, the priesthood and they wanted to make a statement about it. became a pretty big uh, story, national story. Uh, but I understand that BYU has been doing some things this week to really recognize those players at Wyoming who did that, who stood up for that, and there was a documentary that's been produced that's been shown on campus about the, those events of, of that uh, of that game and some of the ramifications that followed. Well, that's something I wasn't aware of, so learn something new. 
Very interesting. But this is uh, – it's so hard for me to figure out Wyoming this year, though. Yeah, it is. On on the field there, they started out really bad, played pretty good, got a pretty good upset against Air Force. So, like, are they on a roll? Granted, they play a lot better at home than they than they usually do on the road. Um, of course, I say that, and they beat Utah State in Logan last year, but I digress. <laughs> yes. Um, could they beat BYU? Who knows? It's just it's so tricky because Wyoming has this tendency in, in many instances of just playing way above their heads. Saw it last year when they beat Utah State. Saw it this year when they beat Air Force, or at least if Air Force is as good as we think they are, they've kind of done that. Um, Because they're just a team that seems to do that. Like in 2018, when Utah State was really good, Wyoming played them super tough. They they just sometimes do that. Yeah, and we've seen Andrew Peasley. There's a roller coaster ride with Andrew Peasley as your quarterback. Uh, Early in the season, he really struggled to get any kind of completions, and there were choruses of upset fans in Laramie if he was the right guy. And then he follows it up with a great performance. And then he beats Air Force. Uh, and so we know that he was the winning quarterback for the Aggies when they beat Air Force a year ago. Does that translate to being able to beat BYU on their turf? Probably not. And this was a BYU team that will be smarting after the way they got embarrassed at U- in Eugene, Oregon last week. Yeah. And maybe you know, the, the key for Wyoming will just be trying to punch BYU in the mouth. BYU didn't respond well to that uh, when they played Oregon. If Peasley can just kind of go nuts, you know, Peasley's the right kind of quarterback to just randomly pull a really big game out of nowhere. You know, when you're that athletic and you've got a good arm like Peasley does, you just have those games sometimes. You also have the real stinkers like he's had, but he's capable of doing some special things. And so it's just like, Roll the dice and see what you get. <laughs> uh, and so, again, that's 8.15 on ESPN2. And then to cap it off in the Mountain West, at 8.30 on CBS Sports Network, it's San Jose State hosting Western Michigan. The Spartans favored by seven. And uh, it would really help the Mountain West if you know they could do well. We don't need a team from the Mountain West losing to a directional Michigan school. No, no. Uh, or really any directional Midwest school. That's true. So, anyway, that's your rundown of who's playing where in the Mountain West. A couple texts coming through. We'll get to those on the other side of this timeout. Feel free to chime in on our full court press text line, which is 435-339-0321. We're Aggies. We've seen good times, and we've seen the tough times. Through thick and thin, we always show up. Let's get ready for Saturday's 5 p.m. kickoff versus UNLV with a stop at Locker 42. Show them we're Aggie fans with a new Aggie t-shirt. Locker 42 has Aggie tees in short and long sleeve designs. Locker 42 will have you looking good for game day with hoodies and jackets and sweatshirts or a new Aggie hat. Locker 42, shop either location, 1430 North Main next to Little Caesars and the flagship store downtown at 36 South Main. This is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. We are humbled by and grateful for the tremendous support we have been shown since opening our doors nearly two years ago. So we just want to say thank you. On behalf of everyone at White Pine, first and foremost, thank you for allowing us the honor and privilege of serving you and caring for your loved ones. Additionally, thank you for voting White Pine the best mortuary in Cache Valley in both 2021 and 2022.
Don't get caught without power after a windstorm or a major winter freeze. Golden Spike Electric offers Generac backup generators so you can be prepared and keep your home warm while avoiding frozen pipes. Golden Spike Electric is one of the largest Generac dealers around, so you know it'll be installed right. Whether you're a homeowner or an electrician, contact Golden Spike Electric to rest easy the next time the power goes out. Online at gsegenerators.com or call 435-257-3016. They also service other models. We would like to welcome Prodigy Brewing to the heart of Logan. Cash Valley's first and only brew pub with family-friendly dining. With an upscale twist on classic brew pub fare and ingredients sourced as local as possible, they are thrilled to be part of the heart of Cash Valley. Bring the family and try their wood-fired pizza or their mouth-watering signature burger. Located on beautiful Center Street, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Pizza, burgers, and brews. Mmm, tasty. Are you a small business owner? Who's your bank? This is Bruce Rigby. I want to invite you to bank with us at Cash Valley Bank. We specialize in helping small business, and we have great people. That's the Cash Valley Bank difference. Decisions made locally, without all the red tape, by people who care and know how to help small business. Cash Valley Bank, growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Hey, be sure to join KVNU Game Day at Prodigy Brewing on Saturday. Al Lewis will be there broadcasting live starting at 3.30. Great place to stop by and grab a bite to eat before you head up to the game to see Utah State take on UNLV. If by chance you can't make it to the game, they have screens there that you can watch the game. But they've got specials going on. They've got a family-friendly menu. So don't miss KVNU and and the fan, and when we're going to be doing game day, pregame show, starting at 3.30 on Saturday afternoon at Prodigy Brewing there on Center Street in downtown Logan. Yeah, they got Septemberfest going on. <laughs> How long have you been waiting to, to drop that? <laughs> I thought of it like five seconds ago. Okay. <laughs> but I, I heard you, I don't think I heard you say them. Mention no, the I October. purposely left out Oktoberfest <laughs> this time. I will not let this go, Eric. <laughs> I'm I'm actually, I was actually waiting for you to say the address because I was thinking I actually might stop by before I head up to the stadium. <laughs> I, I, I don't know their specific address, only that they're right on Center Street. Uh, that, that narrows it down a lot. <laughs> I mean, pro- they have I a cool retro-looking it sign. It's pretty easy to see where they're yeah, at. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably be able to figure it out now. <laughs> Just drive up Center Street. Ah, there it is. There it is. Uh, getting to some of your texts, uh, 9315. When you're a truck driving school, all UTEP had to do was offer beer, and Boise will be right over. Sign Kenworth Truck Sales. Uh, that was the old joke with Boise State, is they were a glorified CDL college. They used to have CDL colleges? <laughs> I don't know. I got I my CDL know. just by taking a test. I didn't <laughs> need to go to school. For you it. have to go somewhere. I. I gotta wonder that this was like uh, we'll play two games in Boise if you'll give us a return trip in El Paso. That might be. I started trying to do some research and I didn't find anything initially, so maybe I'll have to do more of that. <laughs> I just typed into Google why is Boise State playing at UTEP? <laughs> that didn't that didn't yield too many results. Google did not give you a fair answer. <laughs> no, it which didn't. a lot of people are probably wondering as it well. It just gave me a bunch of how to watch Utah State play, play what 
how to watch Boise State play UTEP. That's what that's that's all the results I got. Uh, six five four three texting in. Please explain the transfer portal to me. Can you transfer all year long? I'm asking because of the BYU tight end. Yeah, kind of a shocking uh, development in Provo that a backup tight end just kind of out of nowhere announced that he wanted to transfer and caught coaches by surprise, teammates by surprise. And what's what's weird is now they're, they've now instituted specific windows for transfer portals uh, for players to officially enter the portal and be able to be contacted by other teams. However... What we're seeing is that players are still saying, like we saw in San Diego, we've seen this in Colorado State, and now we're seeing it in BYU. Players are still saying, "Well, I'm I'm done here, I'm I'm doing this anymore, so I'm I'm open." Now nobody can contact them; they can't, you know, they're not supposed to go contact anybody else. So the official transfer window isn't supposed to be open until. What is it, like early December? Yeah, sometimes I think just after the regular season. Yeah. So a player can still declare they're going to the portal, but basically they're telling them that they're quitting on their teammates and they're pulling themselves out of the rotation until that time, which that just seems weird to me. Yeah, because it felt like the, the window was going to prevent this kind of public I quit. Because you were getting that a lot. Yeah. You know, it was becoming rampant. You know, Devin Tompkins basically did that at Utah State. He eventually came back, but you know, you but have, he didn't do it mid-season. Yeah. Well, he stopped playing mid-season. He wasn't on the team for the last couple of games. He wasn't even playing during Utah State's win against New Mexico. Hmm. He was still around, but he basically quit the team and was saying, "I'm going to transfer." Um, because I believe he sent out a tweet mid-season. Saying, I'm out. And so you had you we've had a lot of these. Pretty much, a, almost, really any university probably saw something of it in the last few years. Somebody just saying, midseason, I quit. I'm transferring, and they could transfer right away, or at least start looking. Right. And I was like, I'm was really liking these transfer windows as far as just trying to get that out of the sport, like. You don't want to see that. Obviously, you can make the decision midseason, but just kind of play it out, you know, wait it out, and then transfer at the end of the season. At least show some commitment. Well, you're not building a resume. I mean, you're you're not showing what you can do on film, and you're just all of a sudden backing out and walking away. Yeah, unless there's something that's just, like, so egregious that, like, you, you know, it could be something really bad, like, borderline abuse that makes you want to quit or transfer, in which case you should probably start reporting that. Or if it's just, you know, it could be something benign that you just, I don't want to be here, I don't like the city. could be a personality yeah. conflict with the coach. Yeah, any number of reasons for which you can transfer that, we, that we're fine with, you know. We're fine with you transferring. But it's just like, unless it's something really bad, just play out the season. Well, and I think the other thing, too, is I don't know that players fully recognize that, that the – there's more of a commitment that the university has to make uh, that you transfer to. They have to guarantee your financial aid throughout the rest of your collegiate eligibility. And so colleges may be slowing down how many they go after in the transfer portal 
because they're on the hook for a lot more financially. So they have to be real sure they want a specific player that's uh, in the transfer portal. Is that the case even if they transfer like away again? Yes. It's like if I if someone from Utah State transferred to BYU, BYU has to guarantee financial for the rest of their thing, but say they then transferred to Utah, BYU's still on the hook for... From what I understand. Yeah, and, and the one thing actually, and I noticed this, people have been posting numbers about how many transfers like actually end up going somewhere. They're not very optimistic numbers. A lot of them end up you going know, down, going down, or going nowhere. Uh, another quick timeout here in the full court press. Love to continue to get your thoughts. A few more texts coming through. We'll get to those on the other side of this timeout. You're first and goal at the 10-yard line with seconds left on the clock. Your running back is poised for the game-winning touchdown, but before you can make the snap, the opposing team just takes the ball and locks it in a safe, and they won't give you the combination unless you pay them $10,000. That's exactly how ransomware works. And in 2021, two out of every three organizations fell victim to ransomware attacks. Protect your business with Les Olson Security Suite from Les Olson IT. Learn more at lesolson.com. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent with Alpine Home Medical. I'd like to invite you to learn more about us. Since 1997, we've been Utah's premier one-stop shop for home medical equipment. What sets us apart at Alpine Home Medical is the superior level of customer service. We provide home oxygen, CPAPs, wheelchairs, scooters, breast pumps, and so much more. Come on down and get to know us. Visit alpinehomemedical.com. With rising gas prices, there's never been a better time than now to go electric. Come to Murdoch Volkswagen and see what all the hype is about when you test drive the new 2022 ID4. With a range of just under 300 miles, the ID4 has all the latest technology, including a digital dash, remote access, adaptive cruise, and blind spot monitoring. Come in and take a test drive and reserve your brand new electric ID4 today. When you walk through our doors, you feel like family. At Murdoch Volkswagen in Logan or online at MurdochVW.com. Call 866-628-3065 for C dealer for complete details. Offer expires 10 I'm Nate Kreckman. This week in the Mountain West, make it three straight wins for Wyoming, the hottest team in the conference after knocking off Air Force. We talked to the voice of the Cowboys, Reese Monaco. Plus, UNLV looking like this is the best Rebel team in years. Their head coach, Marcus Arroyo, joins the show. It's all this week here on the Mountain West Radio Network. Friday afternoon during the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, when you buy Napa Auto Parts, you're getting the best. So when you pull into one of the five locally owned Preston and Providence Napa stores, they not only make sure you get the right battery or wiper blades, they can even help you install it. That's Napa Auto Parts. And they sponsor the Dan Patrick Above the Noise segment. A couple more texts coming through here we want to get to uh, before they close up the first hour. Uh, 9315, Eric lost the address because he's at September Fest. Alcohol makes you forget things. Come on, Eric. Expect better from you. September Fest. It's catching on. 5253, does quitting early in the season mean they keep his year of eligibility? It's one reason I could see to walk away midseason as long as it's early. I guess if you don't play the four games or five games, then we, I do not know the answer to that, though. That's a fair question uh, because you can get four games in without it counting against a year of eligibility. 
which a lot of teams try to do with their young players uh, to develop you know, uh, live reps in game that doesn't count against a, a year they can still redshirt. But on uh, how that affects eligibility and transfers, that's a good question. We'll try to do some research. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. With the suspension of star quarterback Deshaun Watson, the Browns have remained an afterthought to start this year. But when you watched the Browns last night, it became clear Cleveland is still one of the more talented teams in the league. The Browns have two great running backs in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, a star receiver in Amari Cooper, a solid offensive line, a superstar in Miles Garrett. The loss for the Jets in Week 2 wasn't a great look for Cleveland, especially when the team is trying to keep their heads above water until Watson returns. But last night, Cleveland bounced back in an impressive way over their rival Steelers. Browns quarterback Jacoby Brissett, far from anybody's long-term answer under center, but the QB has helped the Browns to a 2-1 start. And if the team can continue that trend through the next eight weeks, adding Watson to a talented roster could make the Cleveland Browns eventually a force in the AFC to end the season. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.